week's episode, I actually had a request, a fellow Corporate Courtney listener or intern or whatever the the promotional scale has jumped up to, um, mentioned having a problem with a workplace bully. And for some of you, you're thinking, didn't we leave bullies back with mean girls and nerds and jocks and all of those titles? But no, I think Unfortunately, all we do is graduate to the next school, right? You get out of middle school and your middle school bullies, they may evolve and change when you get to high school. And your high school bullies may not be the same bullies, but there's definitely those same types of groups and cliques and power structures in college. And unfortunately, they still exist in the corporate world today. According to the Workplace Bullying Institute, Yes, there has to be an entire institute to study this phenomenon. But according to the Workplace Bullying Institute, about 19% of adults said they've been personally bullied at work, while another 19% said they've at least witnessed it happening to others, which isn't a small group of people having to suffer through what they thought they were getting past in high school. You know, they thought, get this get this degree and I can go and be judged on the merits of my work and keep my head down and grow. And unfortunately, we're still finding scenarios and situations where people are upset and fearful to just go to work and to do the job that they're paid to do. And I think it, we really have to like stop and think, What makes someone be a bully in the workplace, right? You've got these situations where people feel the need they need to humiliate or intimidate or yell and harass people when all we're trying to do is get through our day-to-day jobs and get this check, right? And it's easy to identify the people who are being mean and malicious, right, with intent. The people who really just want to make others feel small. But then you've also got the scenario where they think they're helping others, right? Like they think if they squeeze on you and they pressure you, it'll make you grow to the occasion. I've personally even heard it before is, you know, I'm helping my people grow. I'm I'm requiring the best from them and therefore strengthening our weakest link. And a lot of times what I've noticed in my limited experience in corporate America is that these types do climb the corporate ladder a lot faster than others. You know, they're seen as these defenders of strategic vision or that they champion and the ability to get results and therefore make it. But in the wake of all of that success and ladder climbing, You know, you have people who are terrified to speak up in front of them or tend to start to doubt their abilities to do their job. And if nothing else, a lot of the times when people are hiring people, 
They believe that you're strong enough to do the job. Yes, there are on-job trainings that, you know, we can do and there's career development, but for the most part, you don't constantly need to be berated into doing a great job. And that's something I think that these these bullies, you know, really miss out on. And so then you're not getting the best out of people, right? They're not bringing you their best ideas. They aren't speaking up in meetings because you know, they're afraid to kowtow in front of whatever whatever bereavement's going to be coming from, you know, these these bullies. And because this is sometimes championed in corporate America, you know, these bullies continue their behavior because they don't think they'll be questioned or called out on it. They they get into this power structure and and they're unable to see themselves being a hindrance to other people's growth or just well-being in general desire to do their job, right? But according to the Workplace uh, Bullying Institute, only 61% of workplace bullies are bosses. Now that's a lot. That means the people that you're looking up to are or looking to get advancement from, promotions, your quarterly reviews, people feel embarrassed or afraid to, to get that information. But that leaves another one third or so that aren't bosses. They're your peers. They're people who work, you know, parallel to you or underneath you. You know, it's not even a title that supports these these structures of, of activity. In a lot of situations, you've got people who are afraid to lose whatever a little bit of power they think they have in this corporate America situation. And so they're they're often, you know, being the ones to gatekeep whatever information is needed to get by. They're the only ones who can do something. And if you're trying to encroach on their territory, you're going to feel it. And it's like, my God, how sad is your life where you feel like all of your value comes from this one little space? Like, if this is the only time and place where you feel you have control over something that's going on, and you feel the need to belittle me to do it? Baby, I feel very sorry for you. Or the person who feels like they need to elevate their voice to be heard. All the time, it's too much passion, too much excitement, and they're yelling and they're screaming. And it's like, hi, do you hear yourself? And and, and if you if you call them out on it, it starts to become this, oh, well, I'm just, you know, speaking passionately. I'm speaking vehemently. And it's like, but do you understand how that comes off? And if you're someone who continuously does that and you're not aware of it, maybe you're not meaning to be upset or mean, but you have such an aggressive tone, you'll start to realize it, right? People start to behave differently around you. And that's where like a little bit of self-awareness comes in. So then you're not really a bully. What I'm talking about are the people who hear themselves, they know it, and they continue to do it because it makes other people stop talking. It makes them shut up. It makes this person, this bully, feel powerful. But no one wants to be around people yelling all the time or, as as I saw it on um, in my research, is a screaming Mimi. Like, your inability to get your point across without raising your voice does not make you seem more powerful. In fact, it makes you seem limited. Or very similar to the bosses who 
are always trying to, you know, tell you what you're doing wrong or can't wait for the opportunity to poke a hole in something that you're working on. You There's always a constant critic who doesn't have the authority to be doing what they're doing anyways. You have these people who think that they're helping by asking the right questions. But honestly, in my opinion, they just want to be heard, right? They think that they can prove their worth by making you look small or calling you out on your thing. If you were really trying to help, do you think that you would need a public stance to try to humiliate someone on it? Do you not think that you could pull someone aside and say something? I mean, even virtually, we all have all these avenues to talk to people. You could Slack them, Teams them, Microsoft Message if you're not using Teams, Skype, whatever. There's all of these different avenues to be able to point something out or call something out. But if you're doing it to make sure that other people know that you did it so that you can feel big and tall, you're standing on a pile of bodies. How tall can you truly feel when you're crushing people underneath you? Or for some of you who may not be aware of it and think, I don't have any workplace bullies, you've always got to be very cognizant of the two-headed snake. That's the person who smiles in your face They're telling you you're doing great, you're doing wonderful, but they're not inviting you to the meetings you need to be on. They're not giving you the opportunity to speak to things that you know in other places. They're telling leadership and other people behind closed doors that you're incapable of doing what you need to do. They're manipulative. They, they, they run off of being liked by everyone and making you feel warm and fuzzy and comfortable around them. And at the very slightest chance and they see an opportunity they're going to bury you. And it's so nasty and it's so reminiscent of someone who's so insecure, like in like in high school, where they're not sure that they could get by on their own remarks, that they've got to make sure that they, they call out and point that someone else looks bad, but they don't want to be called the bad guy. They don't want to be the screaming Mimi. They don't want to be known as the angry or aggressive one, but they're just as dirty and hateful. And it's so sad honestly that that people feel that they have to do these things but a lot of people lack this kind of control in their day-to-day lives so what can you do honestly my biggest advice is and I know I drove this home in the last episode but detach yourself from work your everyday value does not come from what we're doing in these workplaces and in these roles Go be around people who love you, who appreciate you, who remind you of how smart and eloquent and funny and creative that you are. When you're able to take your work and separate it away from who you are, it definitely helps you not to be intimidated by the things that people say. If someone's poking holes in a theory that you have or or a, a plan that you've proposed, try not to think of it as a as them poking holes in you maybe they're not criticizing you and who cares what their intention is if it is to try and hurt you or make you feel bad if you're able to you know cognitively disassociate with that situation in that scenario then more power to you it's your own superpower sometimes I absolutely envy people who can get called out on something at work and they're just like oh okay thanks for the feedback instead of being defensive or feeling hurt and I honestly have to remind myself sometimes in situations and scenarios, I'm not being bullied necessarily, but like if I feel like 
I'm getting asked a lot of questions and I start to feel defensive, I have to remind myself, this does not change my day. This does not change my everyday day. I'm still going to go get a manicure after this. I'm still going to go play with my sister after this. You know, there, there are things that I can go and do outside of this job and it has nothing to do with whether I purported a figure that you may not necessarily agree with. But I also think it helps to call people out when they're doing these things. And I know that that means it's a confrontational situation and a lot of people really love to avoid confrontation. And I get it. You don't want to have drama. You don't want to have these problems or you don't have to deal with the blowback. But I think sometimes when you call out bullying early, it can't continue or you won't continue to be the victim of it. You know, if someone's asking you or trying to undermine what you're thinking, you know, I would just be like, hey, I know that you value everyone's opinion, but I think this undermines that that action, right? Whatever you're doing, this yelling, I don't know that that makes people feel like they have the safe space to come and talk about this. Maybe next time we try, you know, a message to people where you, you propose something else or maybe you take a walk in 10 minutes and then you come back and you talk about it. That gives them the ability to say, hey, whoa, I came on too strong or hey, this isn't flying. And if their intent isn't to be malicious, they'll take it, take it as a takeaway and go do something else. But if it is, they're going to be defensive. They're going to continue to yell. But at least you stood up for yourself and said, hey, this isn't helpful or productive. And I also raise that to people who aren't being bullied. Um, I mentioned that figure earlier, 19% of people feel like they're being bullied, but 19% felt like they've seen it happen to others. If you're a part of that 19% that's seen it happening to others and you're not saying anything, you're not helping either. You're actually not helping anything be productive either by sitting there and watching it happen. Yes, I know you don't want the attention on you and I get it. But like if you can nip it in the bud and kind of be like, I'm not the person where this behavior is going to be, you know, allowed in my presence. You may be saving someone some heat. And we've all taken the training with the silly you know, video of some sort of crazed shooter in the house and you're in the building and you're hiding under a desk. But those videos, as silly as they are, come from real life scenarios where people have snapped. They've taken as much as they possibly can in, a, in an environment and they've and they've lost control. You can be a part of the solution to that by making sure that people feel like they have a space to answer and be involved in in meetings and and feel as an equal part of something as opposed to being a victim and I know that those videos in that scenario is very extreme but you never know how your behavior changes some other event in the future but for the most part bullies are bullies because people allow them to be and if you have a corporate structure that rewards it they're not going to HR may not be (laughs) the answer to it. I know that a lot of people are like, Hey, if you've got a bully, tell HR. Well, what if HR is the people that hired him? What if HR is the reason she feels empowered to do that? What if everyone's behind their back saying, Oh, you did a great job. You, you make the best out of these things in these scenarios. 
you have to try and defend yourself in these scenarios and in these situations. And you don't have to be nasty with it. You don't have to be mean if that's not your spirit. You don't have to have a comeback and a clap back. If you got it like that, go ahead, please clap back on these people because sometimes aggressive meets aggression. But if that's not your spirit and that's not who you are, you still can stand up for yourself. There is power in words and how you string them together. And just putting a mirror in front of some of these people's faces is enough to kind of get you the breathing room to go ahead and do your job. And though I'm kind of saying that HR isn't as helpful as they can be, they are powerful resources to do that. So I empower you to find out what your company's culture is around bullying. Is it a zero tolerance place? Is it actually illegal? Is there something that, you know, you can do with a formal complaint? I do think that you can self-solve some of this because we are adults and a conversation is worth it. But with everything, document, keep it with you, keep it on paper, um, you know, keep a list of all the different things that they critique you on and then help show proof that you do do that work and then bring it to your leadership's leadership bring it to HR see what there can be done formally if you feel like you've hit all these avenues and you're just not making any way and also feel free to quit the the current environment and the way we're able to get jobs and to find new opportunities do not continue to sit yourself in a, in a position and in a space where you feel like you're stuck and you have to take constant belittling. We are grown folk. I don't have to take your crap. You know, this isn't some weird structure where, you know, you're the parent, I'm the kid and I can't do anything about it. You can leave that scenario in that situation. And when you do your exit interview, make sure people know that that's why. I'm leaving because there was bullying and no one would do anything to stop it. You know, make that case. I stood up for myself. I had an advocate stand up for me. I documented these formal complaints. I sent it to my manager's manager. I sent it to my director. I sent it to HR and no one could do anything to help me. So I began looking for other jobs and that will start making a culture problem for the company. And then they'll have to start looking into these things or at least nipping them in the bud. But don't continue to just suffer. Don't continue to just take it and hope that people will leave you alone eventually. Or don't let it start to tank your confidence in how you work and how your abilities to deliver are. Because I too have seen that. And that's such a shame because there's so many creative and great ideas from people who were just holding them because they felt like they didn't have the space or the place to get these things done. And... That's all I've got for you guys this week. Thank you, listeners, for your ideas. I I truly hope that this was helpful if you are struggling with a workplace bully. If not, I want you guys to keep this information in your back pocket. Look to help others, you know. is a small community of minorities in the workplace. We got to be looking out for people and the little guy. And so um, I really do hope that this is helpful and that you take away something from it. But if you have other advice or if you have your own personal experience with a workplace bully you want to share, um, please feel free to reach out to me at the corporate Courtney podcast at gmail.com or on social media at underscore corporate 
court. But that's all I've got for you this week. Continue to stay strong, keep away from corporate bullies, and I will talk to you all next time. Toodles!